0: Hello and welcome to the Radical Imperfectionist podcast, a show where together we work to embrace who we are, to grow into our own allies, and to become a source of empowerment for ourselves and those around us. just had our Easter weekend and it was fantastic. I hope you had a wonderful time as well. Okay, what I'm going to talk about today is about finding support and growth with physical posture. For most of my life, my posture hasn't been amazing. I dismiss this as simply something somewhat normal that many people struggle with, which is true. Um, that many people struggle with this, but I kept it in the same category as other things that I should do. But I just assumed that it was separate from how I viewed myself and the world and myself within this world until more recently. I made a proactive decision that my posture would improve as I was having these like neck and shoulder back pains more frequently and muscle spasms. And I thought at the time they were mostly related to posture and a belief that I had a bad neck and back. This isn't to say at all that the posture didn't play a huge role in my pain because it absolutely did, but I'm really thankful that this brought to my attention um, this challenge for me emotionally which has impacted my emotional and thought world so greatly as I've learned how my posture was connected to my beliefs. What happened was really interesting for me. I started reading more about posture and how it affects your body, and I started trying to remind myself to use this uh, more aligned posture whenever I could. Everybody knows that your posture matters, but I like to motivate myself, so that's why I was reading and looking up more and more information about it. That wasn't the interesting part. (laughs) I noticed that when I was alone, I didn't struggle to align my posture. It was pretty simple. However, when I was out with friends, my husband, or around strangers and other people, I basically, when I wasn't alone, having this revised posture, which physically felt pretty amazing, it, it seemed almost impossible. I was like stiff, and it was awkward, and I felt not to my stomach, and I just couldn't pull it off. I was seriously baffled, you guys. I started to finally think about it. And as I processed this, I realized that it had to do with my thoughts. Are you surprised? (laughs) I was amazed. Even though I've been learning so much over the years about how our thoughts affect our lives, it's moments like when I realized this, that my understanding of just how universally powerful our thoughts are on our life, that I'm just totally amazed. As I processed my thoughts around posture, I realized that I had thoughts that a very good posture was only the privilege of someone of authority and power. It was of someone who demanded respect. These thoughts made me feel like if I had this posture, that I was being arrogant and inauthentic as I realized I didn't think I deserved authority and power and respect. And thus, I thought I had no right to represent myself in such a way. I didn't know that I had these foundational beliefs in the way I held myself. When I was around other women, I would slouch and I would make myself smaller or I would try to blend in and close myself off. It was I felt so insecure and and I, I just wanted to make others feel comfortable and minimize myself. I didn't want to be too confident. I didn't want to seem like I thought highly of myself. What? <laughs> I know. I just feel like it's it's so amazing when we realize the thoughts we have and how they're impacting um, the way we present ourselves. So, I remember watching this video by a comedian, Amy Schumer, who I love her comedy and it might not be for everybody, but I find it really funny. It gives me a lot of comic relief about just some of. women issues we deal with but it was about women and how we just all tend to in our culture just slam ourselves around each other and tend to be incapable almost of accepting a compliment in order to make each other feel okay in this lack of self-worth that's perpetuated and so in this video when one woman doesn't do that instead she takes a compliment with grace and says thank you she accepts it everyone just gasps in horror and I can't remember exactly what happens but it's really funny like everyone just freaks out it was amazing and totally paradigm-shifting it just made me realize that I had a really hard time taking a compliment which kind of goes hand-in-hand with what I'm talking about and my thoughts just took me back to that video anyway as I consider this and contemplated these thoughts and why I do this I searched back Uh, in my stories as far as I could. Uh, Stories that reinforce the seed of thought planted in my mind. That's what we do with stories. I recollected a handful of such events from my childhood, um, from my adolescence, and I remember being a 13-year-old girl in junior high. I was so tiny, people. I looked like I was almost 10 when I was 13, and I was flat as a board but I had the same size feet that I have today, no joke. A size eight made a size nine with my monkey toes. My toes are long like fingers and my feet were huge. I was maybe four and a half feet tall, 70 pounds, and had the feet of a full grown five foot seven inch woman. Oh, and I was brand new at Ferrucci Junior High. I remember a popular girl immediately behind me on the steps as I walked in this crowded, you know, caravan of people um, to class one morning, sneering to her friend about how my toenails weren't painted. She was saying how disgusting it was when girls didn't paint their toenails and how it shouldn't be alive, uh, uh, sorry, allowed, and how they just... I didn't look like a girl. The same girl had spoken up in a social studies class when a surprising conversation came up about the poor. A classification of which I fell deeply into. She talked with so much disdain for poor people, how they were a disgrace, among many other things, which I can't recall with clarity all the details, but the tears just welled in my eyes. I remember the teacher noticing my tears um, starting and trying, and I just tried harder and harder to so- shove those feelings down and solve this within myself so that nobody else would see. This was the same girl along with a handful of her friends who, while I was giving a book report in our English class, rolled her eyes and dramatically looked at her friends and the clock as they all chuckled together over what I interpreted was their verdict of this being a pitiful attempt at being enough. I remember the years of junior high as being years of taking me on, taking on for myself this identity of being less than, it was so hard for me, and I was new in junior high at this particular school. It was a time of settling into that role they had given me without any resistance as I already believed it for myself. I digested beliefs handed to me by girls who clearly were living in their own world of lies and sadness, which I'm sure came from somewhere outside of themselves as they learned to inflict these lies on others. I believed that I was not like other girls, and I would never be accepted by others as I was, particularly other girls, and eventually translated to women, that I was simply unworthy. I started to own this posture at that time so long ago whenever I went out into the world, and I kept it unrelenting until I became aware of this belief and its expression in my physical posture only more recently. Just to clarify, I am not a victim here. This happened and for each of the things in my life, I'm learning to be grateful because of what I've learned since then. There's a lot that happened that was painful but that made incredible growth also possible and I'm sure you can relate to that. I don't despise these girls either or hold resentment. I don't need anybody to feel feel sorry for me and I don't feel sorry for myself. I did enough of that for a long time Hiding the parts of me that were real and clinging to this story, allowing myself to feel like I was a victim? Nope, no more. The truth is, I'm sure that it would be, or I think it would be, almost more painful on the other end. I have said and done hurtful things too to other people in my life when I was hurting, and these experiences haunt, haunt one when they've done that in a profound way. I'm also not saying that these girls were a victim. I'm not saying that at all or excusing it. What I am saying is that it's likely that this was a product of pain in their own lives. Messages they received from those around them and absorbed just as I had done. I hope for each person out there, whether you've experienced something like this on either side, that you realize you did the best you could with where you were at emotionally and mentally and with your level of awareness and maturity. That doesn't mean you didn't mess up or you don't take responsibility that you don't make changes you were imperfectly living in a way that gave you experiences to learn and grow from that's what I'm saying I'm grateful for learning from this and I hope these girls now women have found valuable lessons from this and their other experiences as well okay back to our topic My story about my posture and having had experiences which led me to owning this posture, though it is my story, is one that I really feel like a lot of you could relate to. We've all had experiences that brought on feelings of shame and unworthiness. Those experiences don't have to be the end of the story for that narrative in your life. They can be signals to you that you're not done learning and how this is meant for you and your life. I'm sure you can relate to experiencing like a sort of knee-jerk postural change, going into different experiences, and depending on how you're feeling too, maybe you're going for an interview or a date, or you're about to meet new people, or you're going to a dinner party or a barbecue. Maybe it's just that you're at work or school. Whatever it may be, the feelings that arise which encourage both your body language and your actions start with a belief, and then these physical reactions can actually reinforce those feelings and thus reinforce the thought. Did you know there's actually been studies that have shown that posture that is aligned and um, sort of powerful, lowers levels of cortisol and thus your stress? Did you know that your posture actually affects the way your brain works and the emotion you tie to a situation those thoughts your posture actually represents to others how you see yourself and at the same time affects and reinforces how you actually do see yourself this way you see yourself and then it's again reflected outwardly in your posture to others and then their response comes back to you again affirming what you believe to be true or whatever about yourself it's like a cycle within the brain What if you could interrupt this physical response? What if you could become aware of the changes in your body sensations, your posture, and other signals in your body, and change the way you present yourself into the world? You can. It's not easy, but it is simple and very possible, very doable. It's a matter of intention, habits, and awareness. If you can proactively Seek every day to pay attention to your body and the way it is communicating with you, you will begin to notice how you present yourself to the world. With your thoughts and your heart actively, you can change the way you perceive yourself and how you present yourself and then just cycle up. If you try as I try to, simply to change your posture without first working on the thoughts affecting it, you'll find it very challenging. However, you can work on the belief and physical posture at the same time. It can become an upward spiral as you use the physical cue of slouching to remind you to tune into your thoughts, actively engage in those thoughts that are actually helpful, becoming aware of the limiting beliefs and the fact that they are indeed lies, and simultaneously shift your posture to reinforce the uplifting beliefs that actually serve you This this will really help. It will boost your energy and mood and so much more. For me, visualizing myself and my posture as who I really am helps a lot. I had, had to figure out who I was underneath all of these limiting beliefs that are holding me back. That's the person who is free and loved, who's worthy and patient and capable and compassionate. List out the virtues of the person you really are. Then picture how that person would present themselves to the world. They have nothing to hide. They are light as a feather without the baggage of the world on their shoulders. They are open and receptive to blessings ahead. They they live in full unapologetic acceptance of who they are. They're so loved and lovable and that pure love radiates from their core. How does that person sit and stand? How does that person speak? How does that person greet someone new or handle another human connection? This doesn't mean you find the perfect version of you and pretend to be that. This is not fake it till you make it. So please don't get what I am saying mixed up with pretending to be perfect and happy. Far from it, people. It really starts, as with everything else, with embracing yourself completely, with seeing yourself as God sees you, precious gift and with accepting yourself as you are without feeling the need to compare or compete when you feel this overwhelming peace that comes with knowing you're fully accepted lovable and loved it becomes easier and easier to accept yourself and feel this acceptance for yourself but you need to become consciously aware that your mind will have two narratives and that one is not helpful will fight the truth and the helpful one with lies as it has always done so aside from just becoming enlightened instantaneously which is not possible what are some steps you can actively take this week or today to change your posture to the world today this work here work on changing the way you think of yourself and presenting yourself to the world it's a habit so That's what we need to do, work on a habit. In order to become aware, you need to practice. In order to align your physical and emotional posture, you need to have a game plan for where you want to go. But it should not simply be an end goal, which when reached, you quit and return to your old way of being, having lost your motivation with the completion. Instead, what do you want your posture to look like emotionally and physically for yourself? Visualize this. Um, Picture yourself feeling a certain way and looking a certain way and just being a certain way and write it out, this way that gives you freedom and joy and peace. Not somebody new, but the best version of you that is deep down inside. Write down what you would feel like, how would you look, write the specifics, and this is where you want to be, how you want to become you more. Now, write down the lies that derail you emotionally. Next to those lies, write the truth. For me, uh, a lie was that I was unworthy and unlovable. The truth is that I'm completely loved and accepted and that I completely love and accept myself. Instead of the lie that I have nothing to offer the world, that I am not good enough, the truth is that I was created for a purpose and have an abundance of blessings to offer the world. So perhaps these are the two lies that get me. To help create a habit of this posture, I could challenge myself every day to start in the mirror when I go to brush my teeth at night and in the morning and I could say in the mirror while pulling my body into alignment these truths. They are my truth and I own them and draw them into the way I'm presenting myself. If I do this, then I can also start to put intention into my posture so that when I transition to new places, like when I walk into my place of work, or if you do, uh, when I go to the store, when I come in contact with particular people or new people at an event or on a date or with your husband or your parents, whatever it is, I can remind myself and you can remind yourself as the transition is entered, that these are the truths. Saying to yourself, you are loved and accepted, that you have an abundance of blessing to offer the world while again, pulling yourself into alignment physically. If I challenge myself to do this for one month every day with the cues of the mirror and transitions, I'll actually start to become aware when my posture is not in alignment and when I need to draw close to the truth. I will also start to become apparent. Um, it will also start to become apparent when the lies are creeping into my head. And I can always excuse myself to the bathroom to practice drawing myself towards alignment again with truth if I need that in particular moments. There are also several videos on YouTube that you can check out if you're interested, and I can put some on the blog to share where you can work on your posture with yoga. Um, But super simple and quick videos, the ability of yoga to increase your body awareness and overall wellness and alignment is incredible, even in small doses. So I highly recommend trying this. I actually find yoga to be really similar to meditation in that it inspires and promotes the awareness within yourself and it helps you to focus on the physical sensations and to get out of your head a bit. And it's so helpful if you're trying to start a meditation practice and become aware of the thoughts you're hearing in your head instead of just responding to them, sort of like a robot as we tend to do when we're not aware. What I also find incredibly helpful is to visualize that there is a rope running through the length of my spine from my sacrum all the way to the top of my head. I visualize this gently pulling upwards so that my muscles become engaged but not tight and they pull the whole body upward and support the spine without attempting to pull it into a specific way. I visualize a tree and I draw my shoulders up and then round them to the back and gently draw them out and down, giving them space. The shoulders shouldn't be like pulled back or up, I feel. This, this should feel really comfortable. I'm not a yogi or a guru in this area This is just what's really helped me from what I've read and found helpful. I engage my stomach and core, of course, um, and, and just really work not to overarch my back or slouch. Who you are at your core is that person you deeply desire to be with the most authentic intentions. Use the visual of you in great posture as part of this and you'll be totally amazed. Like I said, use the mirror as a tool. And every time you see a mirror, you can allow that to be a cue to pause and take a breath and align your posture physically and emotionally. Posture will actually help you to have more energy, to believe the thoughts that will empower you about yourself and your life, and thus have the feelings which enforce those thoughts and help to put action, um, put into action this being in your posture and choices every day. Posture affects your mood and energy drastically. So visualize the posture that feels empowering. Who do you find empowering? How do they represent themselves in posture? Somebody that you really look up to. What lies are holding you back from believing about yourself? Would they present about themselves by way of their posture? Practice claiming the truth that we talked about again, as I said before, while embracing the posture of empowerment. Practice it in the mirror and put your chest out, spread your shoulders, feel the feelings and the power of it. If you heard my third episode, you could also try rewriting your story surrounding these beliefs. This is a very helpful practice that you can implement whenever you need it and it would be really appropriate for this type of situation. There's a woman named Amy Cuddy, and she did a TED talk in 2012 uh, talking about power poses. It's a great and fairly quick video if you have time. I encourage you to check it out. The more you think about posture and become aware of it, the more you'll notice when your posture is communicating something that isn't helpful for you, and you can begin to make changes in these and other ways. So I hope you found this um, very relatable and helpful, and I just love sharing things that I've learned and ways these skills have helped me. Please share with me any breakthroughs or helpful things, whatever um, inspires you or you're going through on Instagram with the hashtag, the radical imperfectionist or hashtag radical And thank you for sharing in this journey with me. Even when it's hard, you're doing it, sunshine, and the progress will be worth the work. I wish you a wonderful day full of love and growth, and can't wait until next time. This is Holly Ann Casper, the Radical Imperfectionist. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like to stay current on whatever is posted, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can also head over to the for other resources. Have a wonderful day.